0: Hi, I'm Liana. And I'm Christian. Welcome Welcome to to the Conquering Conquering Life Together Together podcast. Hi, Liana here. And Christian. After years of trying to do business separately, we've decided we are better together. So we gather top experts in their fields to help us grow better businesses, marriages, and families. Today, we have wonderful Reverend Misty time with us. Hey, Misty. Hey,
1: hey. I'm so excited to be here. And I have to tell you, you two are just amazing. And I love that you understand that we're better together. So thank you for sharing your mission.
0: Awesome. Oh, no problem. Thank you for joining us. Okay, so you guys, Misty, she's an author, a speaker, a trainer, a forgiveness expert. Okay, you guys, she is an expert on forgiveness. So thank God for that. She's going to be helping us here today. Um, She's a certified death doula, an interfaith reverend, and the creator of the forgiveness algorithm. I mean, how many times do we hear about forgiveness and we're like, but how? Like, what exactly do I need to do? So she helps us with that. Her mission is clear. It's to bring a forgiveness tool to a cynical world that's craving a way to let go of pain and anger. She's here for all of us. She's armed with the motto, forgiveness is the link between love and healing. Missy believes that when we practice forgiveness, we make room in our hearts for more love and kindness. And when we're building our businesses and our marriages, I mean, we need lots of room for love and kindness. So Misty, welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Well, I'm so excited to get started and share my passion for forgiveness.
0: Yes, and we're excited to have you. Christian actually uh, found Mm -hmm. Misty online. Can you tell us why you chose her to be one of our experts?
2: Absolutely. I mean, uh, well, first of all, I've never found a a minister who was specific on, like, just forgiveness, right? And I feel like forgiveness is so huge in every area of of our lives that it's hard to move forward without being able to forgive uh, other people, yourself. Um, and that's really a skill that people need to learn. I think that it's easy to get caught up in our own selves and our own emotions and that we lose things. We, we don't take advantage of our full selves and our full, our full capabilities because we're holding things against other people. Um, so I needed um, skills and principles um, and how to man how to and navigate that, and I'm sure that a lot of people need that as well. So I feel like this was um, a timely uh, principle that needs to be learned throughout, throughout the world.
1: Well, I have to tell you, you're not the only one who needs this skill. Um, I think if you're anybody over the age of 12 has somebody to forgive for something, whether this is in your personal life, your business life, um, interactions on a daily basis, it is actually a tool we've been given. And if we use it, we have a healthier, happier life altogether. not just in our personal life, but definitely in our business life.
0: So Misty, can you talk to us a little bit about, you said that it's a tool that we can use in our business life as well. And I know that you talk a lot about um, expectations and agreements. Can you talk about how we can use forgiveness when it comes to um, our businesses?
1: Sure, I sure can. And first of all, I think that we should clear up some myths and misconceptions about forgiveness. And there are myths and misconceptions that we grow up with. And these come both from society and from religion. You know, even Disney tells us that we should let it go. And don't worry, I won't sing. But the ultimately, no one tells us how. And part of the thing that stops us from letting go of pain, anger, and unfulfilled expectations is that myth and misconception of what forgiveness is. So before I jump into expectations, let's start there, because I think once we clear that up, people are able to understand um, how to shift expectations better. So my favorite myth and misconception about forgiveness is that we're supposed to forgive and forget. Have you ever heard that? Yes. Oh, yes. yes, yeah absolutely, you know we talk about that in the Bible with Jesus, and everybody thinks that Jesus said that you're supposed to forgive and forget, turn the other cheek that whole piece, but mm-hmm. actually we're supposed to remember, so we don't step back in it again, you know if you're a mm-hmm. if you're a mouse out in the wilderness and you run across the leopard, um that leopard is going to bite you, and it or the little mouse, right, so the big difference is that the mouse learns and actually teaches generations that say hey there's some danger over there we're not we're not going to go there but if you're human you like to keep going back because you have this hope that they will change mm-hmm. and so because of that you are not supposed to forget and um, if you remember then you can go oh hold it i read i recognize the situation i've seen it before this is what causes me pain anger and frustration so I I need to stay away from this situation and that way you can not forget and you can actually forgive and we'll get to that and then also a big um, misconception it happens a lot in business um, because people say well I can't let it go I can't forgive because that will let them um, think that what they did was okay or it will let them off the hook um, quote-unquote whatever hook that is, whether it be legal or social justice. And actually, that's not forgiveness either. You can forgive, not forget. And it doesn't mean what happened was okay. That's super important in both your personal life and in business life. Um, I coach a lot of companies about teamwork, right? And Mm -hmm. when you're working together as a team, expectations come into play and people are people. I mean, last time I checked, the whole person goes to work. So right. when when you come in with these myths and misconceptions that um, people should do it the way you should do it, um, that When they do something wrong, they're supposed to admit it, say they're sorry, and um, you're right and they're wrong. And that's our number one thing in society, both in our personal and professional lives. We love to be right, like like really right. And we like to be reminded how right we are and how wrong everyone else is. Now, when it comes to business, What what if you are right? You can still forgive. That's the greatest thing. Because guess what? I believe that you probably are right. Um, I know that I'm right most of the time. And um, as just asked my husband. And ultimately, that's why contracts and everything are so important in business. And because we can like go back to it and it's kind of like that third party it's on a piece of paper and it says it right here it's hopefully spelled out really clean right Mm -hmm. but in our personal lives things get much more muddy right Mm -hmm. and so we um kind of need those agreements and those contracts even um between love relationships relationships Kids and parents, right? I always say that when they're born, you're thinking doctor, lawyer. By the time they're a teenager, you're hoping for law abiding citizen.
2: Because <laughs>
1: <laughs> our expectations change over time, right? And it's because people teach us what they're willing to do and who they're willing to be to us. Now, let's get to the expectation part that you mentioned earlier. Um, some people. And situations, it super gets muddy because we expect what they um, said they would do for us, or we expect people to do the things the way we would do them. So ultimately, though, think of one business um, situation you've had where somebody didn't live up to what they said they were going to do for you. You guys got that? Does anybody, I hope the listeners out there get that too. So think of something that didn't go so well, even Mm -mm. if there was a contract, right? Mm -mm. So I'm going to ask you, did that person want to, did they have the will to do what they said they were going to do? Maybe at the beginning, right? Right. Right, right at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. But ultimately, some people don't have the skill to live up to our expectations. And simply what I mean by that is they just don't have um, the ability. It could be a mental health issue, it could be addiction, it could be lack of training, or especially in business, lack of skills on how to do that. So lots of times people start out with the will, they really want to, then they don't have the skill for whatever reason, they probably didn't even realize they didn't have the skill. And then they lose their will. So I want you to ask yourself about that person or the situation of a group of people. Did that person have the will? Did they really want to? And maybe they didn't have the skill and they lost their will, right? And so that lets you kind of adjust your expectations from of them immediately. So they have shown you exactly what they're willing to do and what they're capable of doing. Believe them. Believe them. And then have that expectation conversation. This is what I expected. This is what I saw how this was going to go. This is what happened, in my opinion. And ask them, do you have the will? Do you want to try to come to this part of my expectations? And a lot of people will go, huh? No, not really. (laughs) I don't really want to. And then you kind of got to let them off the hook. You're like, okay, go and be like, you have to then make your decisions off of that, both business and professional, you know, professionally or personally.
0: Yeah. Right. So we have to check in with the person and, and this can be for, um, both business and professional relationships, share our expectations, ask them if they have the willingness to do it. And then if they have the skill
1: set to do it. Right, because we look at resumes all the time, right? If we're going to hire, I used to hire for large pharmaceutical companies and I'd look at the resume and I would see, do they have the skill to do the job they are actually applying for, right? And then sometimes you really have to come straight out and ask, do you want to do this, 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 and this, and this? And if they say, yeah, no, I don't want to do that, then you have to make your decisions based on that. Because the only person that you have power over, hate to tell you, is yourself. Like you can't make somebody do something. Even if you know that they are fully capable of doing it, that you could see it in them, you believe in them all the things. But if it doesn't work, if they don't want to do it and they don't believe that they have the skill to do it or they don't want to learn the skill to do it, then you need to adjust your expectations. Mm. Okay. So
2: so, so it, it seems like taking personal responsibility for the results in a relationship is a major component in truly being able to forgive other people. Yes.
1: So I I get this a lot because of that right and wrong thing that we talked about earlier. Um, A lot of times we want to be more right and them to be more wrong. So we get this a lot in apologies. We've all had a really bad apology in our life, right? Where somebody Mm -hmm. says, I'm really sorry, but you made me mad. I'm Mm -hmm. really sorry, but um, all these things that happened and that made me act the way I did. So you have to take responsibility for your own actions. And when you do that, there should never be a butt in it, right? So Mm -hmm. if you did something, um, talk about business, because I think that's kind of where we're focused on right now. Mm -hmm. If you decided to work for a company or do something in a partnership, and then when you got into it, you were like, yeah, no, this isn't my thing, that, you know, the relationship personality-wise wasn't working. But you did something that you probably normally wouldn't have done. Because, you know, anger and pain make us do things that normally really isn't us. Um, it's it's a reaction, it's a quick reaction to a bad situation. So you need to take responsibility without expecting an apology in return. Lots of times, it goes back to wanting to be right, is that when we apologize or take responsibility for our own actions, we want in return somebody to do the same thing immediately. Like, hey, I apologized, why didn't you? But you know what? That's not what it's about because that is their decision, their um, choice, right? And again, you only have choice, uh, responsibility over yourself.
0: Hey guys, real quick, I know you're getting a lot of great information from our expert and we know that you're either taking notes or planning on circling back to this interview. So we want to let you know that you can have access to content like this and more through The Vault. We have courses that cover everything from entrepreneurship basics to social media sales and marketing. We're so excited to be able to give you these amazing resources check it out at conqueringlifetogether.com and you click on the vault all right let's get back to our
1: interview So, in a business situation, say, you know, I, I really didn't want to work this many hours and it was really my fault. I really should have communicated that with you from the beginning. I'm really sorry. I wasn't able to get this contract done. This was 100% my fault. And I totally take responsibility for my part. Now, if the other person did something wrong, and again, forgiveness doesn't let the other person off the hook, right? If there is something immoral, illegal, uh, unethical, then you have every right to um, follow through with that, whether that be legal justice, like you know, bankruptcy, fi- filings, um, small claims court, doing all that, or getting a policeman involved if there's is truly illegal. But socially, there's a lot of stuff. And this actually just came up with another company that I know of. One of their employees broke into the back end of their website and then got all these contacts and stuff so that they could then start their own business and mimic it. Really, really not nice. But guess what? It's not illegal. Because he was a contracted employee with them and had access to it, they couldn't do anything. So it was it was wrong, right? right. And they held him responsible. They took responsibility for, one, never doing a background check on this person. Right to not really understanding like getting good references so they took responsibility for that part they learned a lot of good lessons mm-hmm. but they could not legally do anything but they could socially set him apart the, what they did was okay you're no longer to have interaction in our company and our business or our clients they you are no longer going to work for us but there was really not much else they could do but let's put it this way. We've all had irritating people in our life, right? They're not really illegal. They're not immoral. They're just really a pain in the butt. So ultimately don't have them over for dinner. Right. You know, but be still be kind, still be the person. Hello. All that kind of stuff without that underlining piece of waiting for them to tell you that they were wrong and you were right. And that's a really big, important piece. And, Let me tell you one thing that highlights this. Um, You know, when somebody has done something wrong and they don't admit it, they don't take responsibility for it. Mm -hmm. I always say we want to get inside a school bus and run them over. Right. We want to prove it to them. Right. But in our society, and there's a lot of really good examples, both in politics and and movie stars and all the stuff, if they get up there and wholeheartedly say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I've learned from this. They make amends. They say that I never will do it again. And this is how. Um, we are willing to not get in that bus and run them over. What we want to do is pull them out from under the bus. We want to support them and hold them up. So be that person that takes responsibility for your own actions. Yeah. So so we're talking
0: to entrepreneurial couples. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes we run into situations where you have an expectation of, Like this person is going to do this within the business and this person is going to do that. And they, you have the skills, Mm -hmm. right. But you don't have the willingness. So when you're dealing with, um, especially your spouse or your partner and working in your business, not meeting those expectations, how do you forgive? And then also how do you set up, um, like established social contracts or, right, exactly. or written yeah. contracts right. like your spouse.
1: Right. Well, I have my own company, but my husband is actually my CFO. He's a CFO by trade. So um, he likes spreadsheets and numbers and stuff. And it's just not, that's not who I am. So we have had this issue and it's a small issue compared to some big issues in, in, in couples. But the issue is he wants like a receipt and stuff. <laughs> And and he gets really upset at me. And we, so we had to sit down and have the conversation. And he had to let me know that what was happening was causing him a lot of pain and, and sadness. And then I also wanted to improve. But let's be true to the truth, which is I am never going to be good at numbers. I'm never going to be good at making sure I have every seat for everything. So we came up with a strategy and that's the piece. It is about communication, understanding that each person has their own strengths. And I really believe in strength finders. It's a, it's an amazing tool that you could use. um, And, it's, it's like written right there that my strength is not numbers. Like the bottom strength in my world is numbers, like the last one. My top strength is communication. So we try to work within our own strengths, acknowledge and celebrate each other's strengths, right, to celebrate them. So he put an app. He put the app on my phone. Let's be clear that um, I can now take a picture of a receipt at that moment and never have to see it again. Like I could lose it. It wouldn't matter. But it's made his life easier. I'm willing to make sure I take the picture. So it's all about willingness to work together and then work within each other's strengths. So he forgives me for not being a number person. And I hold him up and celebrate him that he is.
0: Yeah, that's, wow, that's,
2: that's awesome. That, that is awesome. I, I love that. Let me ask this. Um, so this is from like that. That was from the business standpoint of having a disagreement with your spouse. What about on the on the flip side? If you have a, a conflict in your personal life, like something's happened in the family, what have you? How do you not let that drama seep into you guys' business relationship?
1: okay so earlier I said the whole person goes to work so if you walked into an office and you walk through those office doors at 8 a.m in the morning you are not leaving your personal stuff outside so if you're if you have a sick parent a sick kid um, financial issues all that that comes with you and it's very hard to say I'm gonna set that over here so I can focus clearly on my work situation mm. now if you're working with your spouse your spouse is coming with you too right so um, so if you're angry at at them for not doing the dishes, the laundry, not putting the toilet seat down, all of the things, then you need to understand that that is something that has to be dealt with because you're not going to be able to focus well on business. You're just not. You're not going to be able to communicate well because ultimately you have this underlining grumpiness. And it's going to happen. Understand that there's no way you can get out of it scot-free. But the fact is, if you have this conversation about your personal life and your business life and say, okay, I still am really upset at you for not um, emptying the trash, or taking out the, doing the dishes, or doing whatever, and it makes me feel like I'm, you know, have to now do business, but I'm still mad at you about the dishes. So you need to have that will and skill conversation, that expectation conversation, so that you can ask your spouse. So are you? i um, willing to do the dishes before we leave to go wherever it is we need to do for business. And the person might actually come back to you and say, yeah, I actually know. It's not my brain. I'll do it when I get home. So it's come to agreements that works for best you and understand that we all do things differently. There's a lot of ways to do the same thing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, okay. So you guys, Missy is going to continue to help us. With our marriages and our business, especially in the realm of forgiveness and strengthening, bringing your whole self um, to not only to work, but making sure you're also present in your family and in your relationships. So she has something incredible that she is offering to all of us. So Missy, can you share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, and this is really something that I've used in my own life and actually not just with my spouse. I've actually used it with um love relationships, like grown children and different stuff and I tell them often this is what I will do for you. So okay, so this is the this is the 30-day challenge. Is everybody ready? Yep. Yep, okay. okay, great. So ultimately, on the day that you got married, there was this beautiful fantasy that you were going to have three perfect children and the, and the laundry was always going to be done and everything was going to be perfect and you could make vows from that idea right? But as the years go, guess what? Real life shows up. Laundry is not done. It's all over the living room. The kids are running around. Um, You might have lost a job or um, had financial issues or sick parents. So real life showed up. So it's important to redo your vows. And I, I say do this on your anniversary, right? Just a couple lines and redo your vows to each other. Then for 30 days, Every day for 30 days, whether it be in the morning or night or both, say your vows to each other again. You would be surprised at how dramatically different your vows are because now you have a wealth of of stuff to pull from and, and be thankful for. Like, thank you for being there when my mom died. Like, I want to be there for you. Um, through this next year. And you can name that off. But at the end of 50 years of marriage, all of a sudden you have 50 sets of vows that has kept you together. Again, it's a contract. It's an agreement. Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: That's That's beautiful. We're so excited. Remember, guys, we're going to be going through this process with you uh, on our Facebook group. So make sure that you are tuned into the Conquering Life Together Facebook group. We're going to be um, posting updates. You might even see a video of us saying our vows. I I others.
1: can't tell you how excited I am. That makes <laughs> me. That really makes me so excited.
0: We are super excited. We can't wait. And so, Missy, we just, we appreciate you coming on. I mean, you talked about um, expectation, will, and skill. Those conversations are so important. Just getting it all out in the open really helps um, stop the seeds of resentment from even forming. You know, it really helps you get to the place where you're forgiving quickly, Um, taking personal responsibility, taking ownership of your part of the situation. Thank you for challenging us to do that. Um, And then you also mentioned strength finders, recognizing your strength. You guys know Christian and I are huge fans of the Enneagram. Um, So we also like to throw in recognizing, you know, what your personality type is, just really getting to know who you are and who your spouse is to help um, sell conflict. And um, so we are so just honored. Thank you, Misty. Thank you for
1: joining us. Well, thank you. I'm so excited. I can hardly wait to keep up on all your work and what you're doing and watch some of your vow renewal. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank
0: you. And thank you guys for listening. We're so excited to have you. And we can't wait to check in with you on the group. So see you next time.